Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all the all sparkly, spanky clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. The glory holds like a, a like dick theater of a magic Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Welcome back, podcast listeners. Hello, microphone people. Hello. Hello. Yes, you joined us here for another week of By the By. Yep. You've got Angela and Bradford here. That's right. That's my name. Uh-huh. Don't wear it out. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> is that know. like 1988 called or what, what, when was that? 1992. <laughs> okay, there we go. 92. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. Yeah. So yes, welcome back to another week. We've made it through, almost through the Easter weekend. Yes, we are yeah. still... So if you live in the States, I'm going to rub your face in something, uh, not kinky. Uh, we, in, down here in Australia, get both Good Friday and Easter Monday off. So Australians know how to do Easter as a four-day weekend. Yes, it is so lovely. It's, it's great. so good. Yeah, We should do this every week. I know, I know. Every week should have a four-day weekend. <laughs> Work three days, off four days. Perfect. You know, I'd even compromise with a three-day weekend every weekend. <laughs> All right, well, maybe. Four-day weekends on the specials. Yeah, yeah. Four days is good. It's nice. Yeah, it's been good. It's uh, been pretty chillax. We had a very uh, fun, sexy night last night. Mm-hmm. If you're on our Discord chat, you've seen pictures because we posted some. There may have been a lineup of asses. It was great. There was a lineup of asses. Yes. Yeah. So it was good. Mm-hmm. Good times. Sexy times. So what's coming up? Do you know what's coming up? <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> we have a pendulum party coming up in May. Yes, May 28th. There you go. And so tickets will be on sale, uh, if not this week, next week. Yes. Pretty excited. Yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah. Hey, we should put the link to buy tickets on our website. We should. You can do that. Yes. Angela has the power. I will do that before this podcast comes out. There you go. So go to our website and look for Pendulum Party and click on it. And then... There's an events page. Bradford doesn't know this. <laughs> <laughs> And yes, Pendulum will be on there. <laughs> so go to our website. We have an events page. Go to Pendulum Party under the events page and click on it and you'll be able to buy your tickets there. I'm pretty sure Breffer's never been to the website. I went once. It's really nice. It's very well designed. <laughs> uh, yes, but you go there and then you can guarantee your spot. Uh, you don't have to wait. That's true because tickets do sell quickly these days. And you want to be sure that you get to come. And look, OSS is limiting the number of tickets that they sell. So yep. get in, get in, get on, get going. Then then get in. Get down. Then get in and get on. And go down. I don't know. Get it's going to be great. You're going to get off at get some off. point. Oh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> but <laughs> then you can get back on. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> this is like the L train. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. How many times can you get in and get off? 
Well, it depends on your Opal card. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's very true. Uh, yes. Wait, uh, is it like the Opal card where if you do if you do it tap like on reverse within like thirty minutes or an hour, then you don't actually get charged? Yeah, tap on reversed. Yeah. <laughs> that's mm, I want to do my <laughs> tap on doggy style. <laughs> Wait, what? So, uh, yeah, is there anything else we have coming up? Uh, no. We do have a trip coming up in May, which I'm pretty excited about. We do, yes. That's just for us and like half of Australia. (laughs) (laughs) It's an exclusively RHP event, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Something through RHP. It's East meets West. So there are some folks from Western Australia that are going to be there. There are folks from Eastern Australia that are going to be there including us. Yes, we're some of the Eastern Australian folks. Yes, and I am so, so, so looking forward to it. Yes. We're going to meet up with some folks that we know from Perth, some really good friends, and we're going to have some adventurous times beforehand, and then we're going to go to this resort and have some relaxing, sexy times. I'm so looking forward to it. I just want to chillax and turn my brain off and let you worry about the sexy times while I take naps. <laughs> Drink pina coladas on the beach. That's okay. It'll be the first holiday that we've had in like 18 months. So I'm really looking forward it to it. It actually may be almost longer. Than, yeah, it's, you're right. It will be yeah. 18, maybe 20 months. Mm-hmm. Oof. I'm looking forward. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a long time on the road. So it will be good to finally go somewhere and mm-hmm. have sexy times and be fun. Yeah, and meet some new people. Hey, and we get to do a... A little presentation on the beach. We're yeah. going to uh, talk about flirting. Uh, do our little fl- a, a edited version of our flirting 101. We're going to cut it down to thirty minutes and do our flirting 101. Which and maybe we'll even be able to coerce someone from the audience to help. Uh, we won't coerce. We will just drag up. It's great. I'll <laughs> be I, like, consent is important. Yeah, Bradford. yeah. I'm going to make them consent beforehand. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to consent you so hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, I look forward to it. It'll be great to get away and be around people and just also be able to relax a bit. So looking forward to it. Yeah. Yay. Um, So, yeah. I think that's it. That's all we got coming up. So tonight's podcast, I am going to sit in the passenger seat and let Angela drive. But I want to do a quick shout out, as always, to our brilliant, I'm going to call them our little bi-sexy collective, our collective on Discord. I like that. Yeah. So this wonderful hive mind, through this hive mind, they some of the conversations that they had had sparked this conversation with Angela and I, and one of them in particular, the delightfully brilliant, yes, that Tanya. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you have any questions, yeah, it's that Tanya. You know Tanya. <laughs> it's this one. It's that one. Uh, she had posted something about dating and questions you should ask if you are going to be dating somebody in a polyamorous relationship. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to kind of take what she had said, dig up a little more and then dive a little deeper because it was a brilliant conversation, had a lot of back and forth that were very positive. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so shout out to our discord server and you can join our discord server by going to patreon.com slash by the by podcast and signing up there. And once you sign up, you will get the magic login sent to your email. Uh, for your Discord login. I don't know how it works. It's all magic with Patreon. (laughs) Witchcraft. Witchcraft. So uh, without further ado, Angela, take it away. Yeah, so like what Bradford said, the link that was posted was a list of questions that you were suggested to ask if you're going into a relationship with someone who's in an open relationship. So if you're the third going into 
an already existing relationship or more if it's poly, that type of thing. And it sparked a lot of good discussions both on the Discord chat and then also between us. So uh, some of the questions I thought were really good and it kind of made me think about just in more common terms, how do we define our relationship? How do we define ourselves? How do we treat our partners? And so I wanted to go through that list a bit and discuss it, but then I also wanted to expand it as well. To start with, and I know we've talked about opening up relationships and things that you should talk about with your partner, et cetera, before, but it's always good to revisit as we may discuss other things that we may not have before. We may have a different take on it now versus then. And so, yeah, this is something that I kind of wanted to go through first. So talk about questions and things that you should talk to your partner about if you are looking to open up your relationship. Also, because we have friends that we've had discussions with recently who have been in a very long-term monogamous relationship, and we kind of went through some of this with them when they were discussing opening up their relationship. So yeah, so we'll go through some questions to ask between you and your partner when you're looking to open up your relationship, and then we'll go into what does that look like for someone who is trying to break into an open relationship between others. The first question I think you really, really have to ask yourselves is, is our relationship stable? (laughs) Because as Bradford has said many, 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 many times over the years, if you have cracks and crevices in your relationship, those are only going to be amplified. And so you have to make sure that your relationship with your primary partner is very stable, or at least stable enough. I mean, we're all going to have issues and, and they'll come up and we'll deal with them as we go. But you want to make sure that, that you're not trying to fix something. Yeah, definitely. So just to sort of expand on things that Angela says that I pontificate about <laughs> quite often, I think opening and or open relationships are magnifying glasses. And so if you have problems or cracks or crevices in your relationship, then opening your relationship is going to make those little cracks and crevices, valleys and ravines very quickly. Whereas if you've got a pretty good foundation uh, and open communication already and very supportive, loving relationship, then polyamory or opening up your relationship in any sort of fashion can really exemplify that and make it that much better. It is not a Band-Aid. It is not an ER or ED. No. Yeah. Opening up your relationship should enhance your relationship with your primary partner. It should not be looking for a replacement for that. Which leads into the second question. Do you already have good sex with your partner? Again, you shouldn't be looking at this to find someone to have good sex with because the sex is broken in your primary relationship. So, Look, I'm going to sort of a little disagree. Why? Let's hear it. <laughs> Look, I think that it's possible that Maybe your partner, someone who you love from a relationship side, is asexual. And so you are looking for a sexual partner release, but you still want to create, you still want to keep this relationship with your primary partner or with a partner uh, because you love them. And so Fair it, enough. It's, okay. the sex isn't why you love them. The, I, I don't know. I'm the older that Bradford gets, the more I'm like, you know, sex is great. It's the icing on the cake. But, you can have really good sex and have a really terrible relationship or an unhealthy relationship, I should say. Um, And vice versa. You can have a very healthy relationship and really no sex. I would agree with you. I think that's a very good point. Uh, The only thing I would caution against is that in some cultures, 
good sex can be equated to the health of a relationship. Oh yeah. Well, so yeah, those, as long as you're not those people are wrong. I say as long as you're not <laughs> looking at the health of your relationship as equivalent to the health of your sex. Right. Sure. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah, but but I, no, I agree with you. You're right. You're right. Um, okay. I'll, I, I'll give you that one. And I'm going to go back to for for our own personal example, Leo and I. Like Leo and I dated for probably. I don't know, 14 months before we ever had sex. I think it was like a year and a half. It was a long yeah. time. Okay, for fine. 16 months. 18, I was off by 18 months. God damn you, you and your fucking math. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, this is not a math podcast. I'm also going to say that Leo probably knows to the day what it is. He probably does. He's like, he, I love him. He's that guy. Um, but yeah, he, we, we had a very emotional non-physical relationship for a very long time a mental relationship yeah and yeah. even now it's probably a lot more mental i think he probably wishes it was more physical but it's a lot more <laughs> mental than it is physical but yeah that's true that's very true so the next one on my list is what are the rules and boundaries of the relationship and i think that's a good thing to define probably with any relationship period but especially if you're opening up your relationship is there are going to be these hard and fast rules that can never be broken without some serious discussions and consequences, potentially. Uh, and then there's going to be some softer boundaries that we might need to revisit. We might want to push. We might want to explore from time to time. But they're good guidelines and suggestions for most occasions. Yeah. Like, basically, you have fences, rivers, and mountains <laughs> for your land to bound it. Like, you know, you put the fences in. You're like, I think this is where it's supposed to be. But realistically, fences can very easily be both broken and mended. Mm. And... It just depends on what you're doing. You'll be more apt to break or bend your rules mm -hmm. with certain people. Mm -hmm. uh, but then you've got the rivers that are a little more permanent, but really, realistically, even they can be diverted mm -hmm. and changed. But there are a lot, you know, you, you respect them a little more. And then you have the mountains, which no matter what you do, you cannot move those. Well done. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. I, I was also thinking a continental shelf would be a good one. Oh, you like fall off the continental shelf. <laughs> and then you have the plate te sexy plate tectonics. Yeah. I want to, I want your thighs to rub against my ears until they create an earthquake. Mm. <laughs> okay. All right. So let, let's move on from what? that one. <laughs> oh God. Uh, we hooked up and now I have a ring of fire. <laughs> Oh my god. You might want to get yourself checked out. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe I shouldn't have gone there. Uh, sorry. Mm, oh, I'll sorry. keep my mouth shut next time. Uh, I'll just let you go with the analogies. Right, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can make any analogy gross. <laughs> I'll, I'll put the ideas out there. You could do the analogies. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's, it's uh, fine. It's okay, fine. right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, uh, so then the next question is, can you be totally and uncomfortably honest. And I think this is one that for us, so we started out in an open relationship. Yes. We were not in a monogamous relationship for a long time with each other and then decided to open it. But from the beginning, I think we were totally and uncomfortably honest. And I think we were trying to make each other uncomfortable. I really think on the third date you were peeing in front of me. Like, <laughs> you like this? Yeah? Wait till you see me insert a tampon. <laughs> That's next week. Next week on Dating with Angela. Hi, this is a tampon. Watch it go in. Watch it. Let's make eye contact. Oh, and then week five Un is... Watch uncomfortable. It <laughs> week five is watch it come out. Still making uncomfortable eye contact. No, but I do think it's... Goddamn, I love you. <laughs> it, is, it is important to be able to be 
totally honest with your partner, but that does mean that at times it is uncomfortably so. Whether it's uncomfortable for you or uncomfortable for them, there's going to be times that like, I don't know how they're going to take this, or I have in my head a scenario that I think this is how they're going to take it. And it's not comfortable. It's not good for me. It, it can be like, I'm really scared or I'm, I'm not sure how this is going to go. Or it could be the same for you and how you receive it. And that a lot of that depends on our upbringings and our cultures and, and what we're used to. But I think being able to have those very uncomfortable, very honest conversations then makes it, in the end, it's so much better because we can have those conversations and we can just, you don't have to hide anything and we can then know that it's not so difficult next time. It's going to be easier next time. Yeah, absolutely. And it, I always sort of, again, relate it back to me because as much as this is a podcast for the world, it's it's about me. Uh, <laughs> and I, in my previous relationships, was, you know, you were, I was always honest to a degree, but there was always a layer of honesty, but it was always very wrapped in bubble wrap or, or very uh, coated in, in sugar. So there was very little brutal honesty. And if something became uncomfortable, I almost, without a doubt, avoided it. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, cool. We're going to, we're going to shelve that for now, <laughs> uh, forever. Uh, but yeah, it, it is one of those things that, uh, with you, I find that I found from the very beginning, it was both, uh, uh, I'm trying to come up with a really good word, but it was very surprising and a, not off putting exactly, but I was, you were abrasively honest. <laughs> Yeah. And, and not, I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't mean that as a bad thing, but there were times that you would, you have this habit of saying something that is very truthful and then being quiet. And I think that so many people in the world that makes them uncomfortable. And I know that we've talked about people who you intimidate or you make uncomfortable. And it's the reason is you're quiet. You listen. Silence can be uncomfortable for a lot of people, but you also have, there's a balance because you have to you have to be open and you have to be able to say things, but you do have to be able to listen. And sometimes you need that silence and that pause for someone to be able to process. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Uh, but most people aren't used to that. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's funny because you would say something and then just sit there and I'd be like, oh, wow. You know, the longer I think about how I'm going to answer this, the more uncomfortable I'm making it. Is she? Yeah, she's still staring at me. Okay, so I. <laughs> so should I be on it? Nope, she's still staring at me. Um, should I candy coat? Maybe should I tell her exactly what I was? She's still staring. Okay. Um, hey, can I eat your pussy? Cool. All right. <laughs> I just bought myself twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I I never used sex to. Only a few times have I used oh, sex on. to we both have. avoid answering a question (laughs) oh look her breasts are out she must be thinking (laughs) so you actually mentioned something there just in passing as you were thinking and discussing about that out loud yes uh but you were you said something about should i sugarcoat yeah so that could be an interesting thing to do at some point as well is when you're talking about something is just to fire off the first thing that comes to mind like both of you and and again it has to be one of those there's no holds barred, but we also recognize that we're not going to hold something against each other yeah. during yeah. this exercise. But it may just be we're going to ask questions or we're just going to say words, phrases, things, events, whatever, and we're just going to 
the first thing that comes to mind. And it that can be really enlightening to see where your brain goes and to see really truly what you're thinking about. That's I mean, I'm not going to argue that. That's also terrifying. It is, but you have to have that agreement beforehand that we're not going to hold this against each other, whatever yeah. comes out. Yeah, I, I do think that's a so I mean, parallel side thought conversation. Uh, that's a great way to argue as well, is saying, look, we're going to set a timer for 20, 15, 20, 30 minutes, and we are going to talk during this time. But as soon as the timer's done, we're going to cool off for a little while, and we can talk about something else. We can do something else. We can go other places, mm-hmm. um, but we can think and then stew, and then we can come back and and readdress yeah uh but anything that is said during maybe this time we're not allowed to hold it against one another yeah um yeah yeah, i think that's a healthy way to argue agreed (laughs) yeah uh so then the next question on my list i really feel like that we rambled a bit and didn't we did and didn't uh address the first thing i don't even remember what we did can you be totally and uncomfortably honest yeah Yes. And Angela's saying, look, we were fucking totally. I love it. We were. Okay, fine, fine. And it worked out. It worked out. So look, long and short of it is, talk to your partner about everything, gross things included. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can do like the challenging thing where you can say, who's grosser? It's Angela, trust me. Oh, I was going to say you. The tampon thing, babe. (laughs) That trumps all. You've shaved my ass, but I've seen you insert a tampon while standing up. (laughs) Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, so, yeah, so the next question. I also Moving love on. you very much. Uh, why do you want to open the relationship? So I think this is a very important, of course, conversation started that you should have, probably should have had before all the rest of this. Uh, but, you know, why do you want to do this? Like, is it, the answer should not be because you're bored in your current relationship. <laughs> Look, it's, I it, know, it, is it? I mean, I don't know. Is that so bad? No, I would say that it's not that you're bored in your current relationship, but maybe you need novelty. I think there's a difference okay, between the two. Enough. Yeah. Um, or it could be something else. It could be that, you know, like you said, maybe we have differences in our sexual preferences. Maybe we have differences right. in our emotional connections and things like that. Like it, it, there's a lot of reasons. Or maybe we just really like looking at hot people and we think that this could be something fun to do together. That's great. You know, it's funny because I'm going back to the analogy thing. And it's like, I think you're like, oh, man, lasagna is great. I love lasagna. Classic lasagna. Lasagna Classico. That is the way to go, baby. All the way. But then you're like, I wonder what it'd be like if there was like eggplant in my lasagna Classico. (laughs) You know, I don't I don't hate spinach. But like, do I want to go? Do I want to try a full veggie lasagna? Is that? Oh, my God. I want a full veggie lasagna. Yeah. Man, that sounds good too. Maybe it's like that. Next thing you know, Bradford's trying the vegan lasagna. I'm clearly hungry because all of my <laughs> analogies come to. <laughs> all of my analogies are food food related. Don't worry, podcast listeners. We have a roast in the We oven, have a lamb roast. Mm. So Like a lamb, baby. Yeah, yeah. So his uh, appetite will be sated so shortly. So hungry. <laughs> I say shortly, not really, but at some point. It's got like an hour and a half to go. It's fine. <laughs> we'll f- it's fine. It's fine. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, but I think that's it. You, you're maybe you have the perfect meal at home, but you know, adding eating out's also like, fun. <laughs> 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 I was gonna say like, there's every every great meal deserves a equally great dessert or equally great amuse bouche mm-hmm. or maybe just a little bit more spice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See. Yeah. Good. Okay, I'll try to I'll try to hold back on the food analogies. Let's we'll see if you can make a food analogy for this one. Is it a challenge? 
Kind of, yeah. All right, we've got a few more. Let's see if we can do it. Okay. Will you tell people? Because we have couples <laughs> that we've interacted with where they're very much like nobody else in our world sure. knows yep. for different reasons. And there's a whole host of reasons that that can happen. It can be because they're new and they're not comfortable with it yet. All of them are valid. It, yes, absolutely. And it could be because there's family pressures, there's cultural pressures, there's job pressures, there's whatever. There's a lot of reasons why people don't want to be out in the world as having as being in an open relationship. There are also people who are like, yeah, we don't really care. It's okay with us. Or this is who I am and people are going to accept it or they're not. And so there's, you get all into the spectrum and they're all okay because we're all at different stages of life. Yeah. And we, we will be. It's really interesting because I find that I, the people I thought would care don't. And the mm -hmm. people I didn't think would care also, I was right. They don't. Um, <laughs> this is, it's really interesting. Uh, most people don't care about your sex life. Mm. You think that they do. You think that that's like, oh my God, they're talking about me, but they aren't. Uh, now, granted, I think there is that, you know, one in a thousand persons uh, that do care and do talk and they're loud, obnoxious, um, and usually far right Christian. Uh, but, you know, those people aside, most people don't care. And they're like, you do you as long as you're happy, as long as you're healthy and taking care of one another. That's all that really matters. Yeah. Because we're, both of us are out. We've had newspaper articles written about us and we have done public speaking about it. And I'm amazed at how many people simply don't give a fuck. Yeah. And that could be cultural as well, because in sure. some cultures, Australia is much, Australia is like, meh, look, mate, you do you. And I don't care. As long as, as you don't go fucking no dangos. As I say, Australia is much Australia. more it's terrible. It is terrible. But Australia is much more accepting overall. But there are still, even within our, the country here, like there are still, I, I just about said our country. Oh, my God. I truly they, am a they citizen They are our now. country. I know. They're our country. Oh, my God. I truly Aww. am a citizen now. Yay. Uh, <laughs> but even here, like there are, I'm going to say industries, there are aspects, there are areas where you, it is a lot more difficult to be open and out about an open relationship. Most of them are at Hillsong <laughs> or as we call it, Fort God, you know, six flags over Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, and it shouldn't be that way, but it is. And that's the reality for some people. So I do think it's a very important conversation you have to have with your partner yes. is, are we going to tell people if the answer is yes, who and to what degree? Because there may be layers and people that you tell, some people you don't. Maybe you're very good friends, maybe your family, maybe everybody but your family. Like it can be very different. And that also is something that you should probably revisit from time to time as you go through your relationship and as you grow and as you evolve. It may change. It may not. But it's still a question that should be on that checklist that you ask each other probably every six months or a year. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, also, I'm sure people at home want to know if I have a food analogy, and I do. Okay, what is it? Um, so imagine that you – like I'm trying to go – I'm trying to be either polite or not polite. And I think I'm going to go with the more polite version. Um, imagine you have a massive addiction to Twinkies. And like, you really love Twinkies. Twinkies are great. But like, let's be realistic. Twinkies are trash. Uh, I mean, I'm being honest. Look, I love a Twinkie. Anything that's blonde and cream filled is delicious. But realistically, they're really bad for you. And they're they're not good for your health. They're not good for your heart. It's just, it's, it's all bad. I'm also pretty sure that any of them that are being sold today expired like 10 years ago. Probably, yeah. So yeah. it's like, it's like um, Zombieland. Yes, uh, like, yes. That's what it is. Uh, and... <laughs> 
so and worse than Twinkies are my absolute fucking favorite, which are snowballs. Which if you don't know what a snowball is, um, it's also a sex thing, but it's also a Hostess cupcake. Which I love this. This is fucking <laughs> this this analogy is going right where I want it to. Mm. Uh, but realistically, do you want your friends to see you eating snowballs? Do you want your friends to see you like cramming two Twinkies in your mouth at once? No, you might not. You might be ashamed of it. But some friends don't care. Most friends don't fucking care as long as you you know can share your Twinkie or Snowball with them, they're fine. <laughs> but uh, that's that's just how it is. So some people uh-huh. care. Most people don't. So so you're also saying that you should tell people, but also share with those people. Right, right. <laughs> like I'm saying unashamedly, cram your face with Snowballs and also Twinkies at the same time. Okay, right. Ooh, a Twinkie mixed with a Snowball. What would that taste like? <sighs> I feel like we should run up to the Quickie Mart where they sell the American foods. He always has Twinkies on his counter. Does he? On his, he always has Twinkies on the counter. Does he have snowballs? He, I don't know if he does, but I should mm-hmm. check. Snowballs mm-hmm. are my fucking favorite. Oh mm-hmm. my God, I love snowballs. All right. Okay, sorry. I love coconut. If you don't like coconut, well, you're both Angela and wrong. That's true. I'm getting better, but I still don't really like it. Coconut's the best. Mm. Such a good flavor. I think for me, though, I was ruined with coconut because I was raised on that like really squeaky, fake coconut desiccated shit. I love shit. that shit, too. I used to oh, eat it straight no. from the bag. No, don't like it. Also, uh, I'm just like, make a make a coconut dildo and ruin me. Okay, I'm going to work on this. Anyway, next question. What style of open relationship do we start with? I thought you were going to say, what style of ovary do we start with? No, open relationship. Okay. So we've got swinging. You've got don't ask, don't tell. Do we play separately? Is it sex only? Are relationships allowed? There's a lot of varieties, and ultimately everybody does it differently. So just have a think about what is it that you want, what your partner wants, and where do you want to start? And then also recognize that this may change as time goes on, and it's something you should revisit from time to time. I also think that much like my analogy in the beginning about the river, all of these, all the boundaries being, Mm -hmm. uh, all of these things will change. I guarantee you. Yeah. You will set in stone, and you will say, this is permanent it's forever and realistically it's Mm -hmm. not because we all change over time we all evolve over time and you know the me that i am now is not the me that i was 10 20 years ago and that same thing is our relationship our relationship is not the same as it was two five ten i was gonna say yeah Yeah. even 20 years ago no even last year Mm. and you know i think 2020 is a perfect example of that the me from 2019 to the me from 2020 to the me now is All three of those things are vastly different, and it's because of the perspective that we have on life. And I think the more that you experience an open relationship, the more that these things are going to change. The more you throw yourself, I guess, into the lifestyle, the more your perspective is going to change. And so you should be constantly, almost constantly, reassessing your wants, needs, values, dreams, you know, what you're afraid of. Yeah, and... So we always recommend a, which we haven't talked about on this podcast, but we have on other ones, kind of a six monthly or yearly check in with your partner. And I think even on our website, we've got some questions that you can like go through and check in with your partner on and just be like, you fill this out separately and then come together and discuss it. But it's, it's kind of just a quick check in and be like, are we still on the same page? Do we need to evolve? Do we need to talk about things that have happened or changed or whatever? So if you're not having those conversations as things go along, you can have kind of a Every now and again, let's check in together and make sure we're still on the same page or do we need to readjust? And this is one of those things that 
will very likely change as you go through time. Because mm. I know that how we started out, while we were in an open relationship, it looked very different to our open relationship today. Mm. And we have revisited it from time to time. And sometimes those conversations happen as things go. And then sometimes it's a look back. It's a retrospective. Oh, wait. Actually, if you look at how we've behaved over the past little while, or if you look at issues that we've had, or like our, our arguments and things that we've discussed over time, that this is actually how our relationship now is versus how it once was. Are we okay with that? Is that something we want to proceed with or do we want to go back and reevaluate? And inevitably we proceed with it because we're happy with where we are. Uh, but it is good just to kind of have that conversation and get it out there and to be open about it. And that way there's no like, oh, I don't really know if I should say something or not kind of thing. Does that make sense? I was just thinking as you were talking, I was watching you talk and you get so animated and cute. And I'm like, oh, God damn, I love this woman. <laughs> oh, I love like, you. I'm like an Italian. I talk with my hands. Yeah, but you also like, Grr, you're really good. Grr. Grr. You know exactly what you're saying and you know it's right because you are. And it is. Sure. We'll yeah. go with that. I'm so turned on yeah. right now. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yes. Mm. So are you always a la carte or are you always just give me the full buffet? See, another mm -hmm. food analogy. Well done. Well done. Okay. Thanks. Now she's rolling her eyes at me. Uh -huh. Damn it. So my next one. Okay. Are you both on the same page? And by yeah, this, fuck, I mean. Fuck that. Are you both in the same book? But yeah. And so by <laughs> this, I mean, like, is this something that you both actually want? Do you want the same thing from it? Are you, or at least similar enough? Like, is it something that you want to go into together? Uh, I mean, if we're going to go into, which we might potentially later, we'll see if we talk about it or not. But if you look at different relationship styles of open relationships, one of the styles is, uh, what is it? Monopoly. Mm. And so where one person is monogamous and one person is polyamorous. And so, yeah, is that something that maybe if you are you both don't really want this, that it could be that as you explore, it may be something that you actually enjoy, but you never thought about, so you didn't think that you would. Or maybe you just truly want a monogamous relationship, but your partner wants something else. And so maybe the monopoly style is for you. But it is something that you should have that discussion about to see, are you on the same page or can you come to some kind of agreement as to where to go with it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm just, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, it, we've, we've met a number of people who, uh, after talking to them, it does seem that they are barely in the same library. If the same aisle section book, yeah, it's just sometimes it makes me sad because you, you talk to people who are lovely people and the, it just doesn't seem like their goals are in line with each other. And right. I think it's important to discuss that. And if your goals aren't cool, where could, is there a place we can meet in the middle? Do we do my just this is my personality type is to err on the side of safety mm. and like, OK, let's let's play the most conservative person in the room and and then, you know, maybe that person will be like, oh, cool. I actually do enjoy this. Uh, and and not to coerce them out, but to let them taste a bit. It's like going to the, uh, the ice cream shop. You get to taste the flavors. And if you're stuck on vanilla, sure. But maybe you want to try mint chalk. Maybe you want to try... I'm God, I went back to food again. I didn't even, I did it without even fucking thinking. I was waiting for the food to come into play, but I honestly thought it was going to be in like cookbooks or cuisines, not in ice cream flavors. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm not even intending it now. It's just sort of fun. We've been watching food videos all day as well on YouTube. <laughs> One of my passions is watching um, food videos on YouTube. So yeah, sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's still, I stand by my analogy. Yes. 
It does still apply. <laughs> Very well done. Goddamn. I've got a problem. All right. So next one. Yes. How do you handle the needs and desires of other partners? Yes. So as, say, you and I are opening our relationship, if we have someone who's coming into said relationship, say the gentleman once upon a time. Yes, yes. How do we handle that person's needs and desires? And how do we accommodate that within the realms of our relationship? Which also kind of goes into your rules and boundaries and all of that as well. I think that is probably of all of these, you know, after taking care of your own personal relationship, the most important because... I think a lot of people forget that this other human is a human yeah. and they're just a sex toy. Or as soon as things get rocky, the first thing they do is cut that person out completely. And that is horrific. Uh, we have talked to a number of people. We've heard a number of stories where uh, as soon as something gets hard in the primary relationship, the third person is cut out. We've also been on the receiving end of that. Yeah. We need to focus on ourselves, yeah. which look, I respect that, but don't forget that those people are also people. Um, and it really, really sucks. I know that one of the experiences Angela's talking about, I'm not sure we ever really discussed it on the podcast and I'm not going to go into it now, but I can tell you that the things that were said by people that we thought really cared about us made it very clear that we were so far on the periphery that like we were hardly blips really. I would have said almost like a different life form. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and it really, it's, it sucks. It's such a horrible experience to feel that. And I, I really hope that we never do that to people. Uh, we try to be very conscious not to do that to people, but I think it is very important to, to know that, you know, these are humans with human feelings and any feeling that you are feeling, they have the possibility of feeling. And also, I mean, just if you think about being someone who is going into an already existing relationship, I'm sure that there are already insecurities, doubts, questions more so than as the person who's already in the relationship. And so you have to recognize that whatever you're feeling or whatever questions you may have, they're probably doubled on the other end. Yeah, I would say so, because uh, you already have a, especially if, the, if they're a third. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Or another couple. Like, both couples have some sort of relationship they've already got that sort of the pre-connection i guess and yeah it, it it's really 
Yeah. Yeah. It's it's something that just be cognizant and aware of it. Yeah. And treat people like people. Because they are people. That's so hard. I don't understand. Why is that Why is that difficult? Anyway. Yeah, it's hard. Um, the last one I have for this segment is, are you ready to deal with jealousy and other risks? So this is just, again, goes back to communication and being able to have those really open, really honest conversations, even if they're difficult. Yes. And being, being willing to step up and say, our relationship is important enough that I want to put the work into this. And so... If, if, I'm going to say if, but realistically when, jealousy does come up or when issues come up and when there are problems or when there's questions or when there's doubts or when there's uncomfortable situations that happen very often situationally or whatever, that we're going to deal with this. We're going to have these conversations and we're willing to try to work through this together. Absolutely. And if one of the things that you really should be able to separate is the differences between jealousy, envy, and fear of missing out, Mm -hmm. FOMO. We talked about this in an entire podcast, episode 175, uh, Jealousy, Envy, and FOMO. So each of those three things come from a completely different place. So focus on where is this feeling coming from and, and, and ultimately then what does it mean? So... And what does it mean for me? What does it mean for a relationship? What does it mean for this other person or persons in our relationship? And what, you know, where is it coming from? Yeah. And, and along the lines of where is it coming from is, is it something that is a more deep seated issue because of some past history or who we are? Or was it a situational thing? Yeah, we were drunk. We were in the wrong headspace. We were just yeah. did something weird, different, whatever. Is it, you know, because of who was there? So maybe we don't necessarily want to be around these people or in this crowd or in that space. Like there's a lot of different things that influence those those kind of more uncomfortable situations where jealousy, envy, or FOMO can rear their heads. Uh, or, you know, there's a lot of other risks that kind of come along with this. But again, are we committed to this and are we going to work through this together? It's not just like at the first sign of, oh my God, this is difficult. We're just going to stop or pull back right. or never do it without having that conversation. And not to say that you can't say that at some point that maybe this isn't for us, but we should really look at it and evaluate first. We've all been there where we, um, where we get our plate and we look at somebody else's plate and we're like, man. I want a bite of that. Yeah. Yeah. We've also been to that place where we're like fucking drunk at 2 a.m. <laughs> we're staggering home and we're like, you know what I need right now? A Philly cheesesteak with double cheese, double steak. Yeah. Actually add the extra butter. Mm, yeah. And then we eat it and we're like, I've made a huge mistake. At least you didn't say Macca's. No, no. Philly cheesesteak is the, like, the, <laughs> look, I can remember a very bad 2 a.m. decision in New York City mm-hmm. uh, getting us cheesesteak from a vendor. It was I've made a huge mistake. I'm glad you brought the food back into it. Sorry. No, no, you're supposed to, right? <laughs> I can't help it. It's who I am. It's, it's, this is me now. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Charlie here from Sydney Topless Waitresses, Sydney's number one adult entertainment agency and double award-winning agency across Australia 2020 to 2021. Sydney Topless Waitresses provides all your entertainment needs, whether you're a male or female. Catering from bucks nights to hens parties, birthdays to work events. If you have a party, function or event that needs quality entertainment, then make sure you get in touch with us. Providing topless waiters and waitresses, male and female strip shows, plus much more. We also provide poker nights, 
Bucks and Hens cruises, live drawing, cocktail making classes and alcohol ink packages. Located all over Sydney and New South Wales, we also have girls available in Brisbane, Gold Coast, Byron Bay, Melbourne and Canberra. Wherever your event is, for whatever occasion, we guarantee that Sydney Topless Waitress has everything you and your friends need to make a good night even better. Having won the X Awards and Hens Parties and coming top three in Australia for party planners and agencies, you certainly know you're in safe hands with Charlie. Jump onto our website, www.sydneytoplesswaitresses.com and on our Instagram, which is Sydney Topless Waitresses, and make sure you check us out. After all, we are Sydney's finest, and from what the whispers tell us, I am definitely the best Charlie in Sydney. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Are you looking for people who fit your current paradigm? Uh, are you at home by yourself? Are you going out? You're maybe vaccinated, maybe looking for other people who are vaccinated. Uh, those people can be found at altplayground.net. So if you go to altplayground.net and create a profile, you can find people just like you. They are sexy, they are sweet, they are smart, and if they're not vaccinated, they can be seen over video chat. So go to altplayground.net, check out the big wall. That's where people post all their sexy pictures and talk about all the fun things that they're doing. Uh, and when you go Look for us, by the by, at altplayground.net. And if we're looking for sexy sex toys? And if we're looking for sexy sex toys, we should probably go to adamandeve.com. At adamandeve.com, they have a huge, sexy array of, of toys for all bodied people. Uh, boys for toys. Yeah, absolutely. Toys for boys, <laughs> toys for ladies, toys for, for everyone, toys for couples. Go to adamandeve.com, find a toy that you like that sparks your interest, throw it in your cart. And when you check out, use the checkout code by the by. And when you do, you will get 50% off. That's right. You heard it here. 50% off an item in your cart. Also, you'll get free shipping and you'll get six videos on demand so that you can watch something while you wait for your toy to come in. You also get some toys for him, some toys for her and some toys for both of you thrown into your box for free on us by the by. So when you check out, use the checkout code by the by at adamandeve.com. That's B-Y-T-H-E-B-I adamandeve.com. Welcome back, motherfuckers. Yeah, welcome back. I don't know what we're doing. All right. <laughs> I, I said that like I have some sort of control. I don't. No, Bradford has no idea. Uh, so we're going to now, in this segment, okay. we're going to go through, if you are someone who is entering into a relationship with someone else who's in an open relationship, or non-monogamous, or whatever, how you define it. Okay. So if I am the one who's trying to break into this relationship, I mean, which, granted, it's already open, so whatever, but still. Think questions, so confused. And, questions and things that you should ask, right? If you think I'm sexy. <laughs> I do, 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 do. So, so I will, just to give credit where credit is due, this list is based upon a list from Avita Lavita Loca Sawyers, who is at Lavita Loca 34, L-A-V-I-T-A-L-O-C-A-3-4, and that's really hard to read very quickly. It is, because I'm living <laughs> La Vida Loca. Yes. So this is based La Vida on- wants it upside, inside out, living La Vida Loca. Sorry. Right. So this is based upon a list put together by them. 
Yes. Thank you, Eva Levita. With Eva Levita Loca. Evita Levica. Damn it. God. Easy for you to say. This is great. I love this. <laughs> this is going in our bloopers reel, which you're listening to right now because we don't have a bloopers reel. It's uh-huh. called our podcast, motherfuckers. Evita Levita Loca Sawyers. I keep going between Ricky Martin and Evita Perone. And I'm like, <laughs> wasn't Ricky Martin in a production of Evita? So it's like mind fucking blown. I mm-hmm. love it. So excited right now! I'm, I'm mm-hmm. getting an, er- an erection. Right. Okay. Yes. <sighs> anyway. So my, yeah, my penis is doing what Evita Perone does in the end of Act One. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Anyway, continuing on. Question number one from the list. Are you ready, Bradford? Are you listening? I am food motivated. Are you focusing? I'm focusing. Okay. Do you have hierarchy in your relationship? That's a great question. But for those who don't know what that means, yes. so hierarchy means that, say, you and I, we have each other as primary partners. However, there are relationship styles where they are non-hierarchical in that uh, like every partner can have kind of whatever relationship status that they may want to have, as opposed to we're primary and other people are secondary or tertiary or whatever it may be so yeah the question is what does your primary relationship look like basically so is it hierarchical is it non-hierarchical we'll get to it later but there's also kitchen table polyamory where you're expected or it it is desired if you're able to have a a working reasonable relationship with all the other partners that you could potentially have dinner and kind of sit around the table and kitchen table and be able to you know just be civil and have a conversation uh there's parallel polyamory where we may be polyamorous you and i but our other partners don't necessarily have to have anything to do with each other and then like we mentioned earlier there's monopoly where one person's monogamous and one person is polyamorous and then there's solo poly where if you're in a polyamorous relationship but don't really want another primary so there's a lot of different kinds but so basically this question gets to is there hierarchy in your relationship and if so what does your primary relationship look like and where yeah how do we fit into that so Mm-hmm. All the different types you went to are kind of like, you know, people who eat anything, pescatarians, vegetarians, yeah. vegans. Yeah. There's all different types of consumers out there who eat. Uh, and what you're discussing here about the uh, hierarchical is sort of like the food pyramid. All right, let's go for it. <laughs> Do it. Uh, like, look, like the food pyramid, you've got things that you want sparingly because I want a partner that at the very tippy top, this is my permanent partner, my primary partner, and and they have everything that I want and need. So they're like the fats, oils, and sweets of my life. They're all the things that really I, I just like, I want to slaver my face in. And like, they're what I really, really want, but actually maybe not what all I need. Oh, honey, I have all the fats, oils, and sweets that you want. <laughs> I know you really do. Like, you really are <laughs> the top of my food pyramid. Uh, and then below that, though, you've got sometimes the things that give you different things so like milk yogurt and cheese group uh or or the meat poultry and fish but look it jokes aside it does sort of fall that way in some cases where you do have a hierarchical where you don't go to the meats poultry veg or i'm sorry the meats poultry and and fish person for your yogurt milk needs Mm. um and i think a good example would be sort of kind of the relationship that we have with the gentleman and Leo where Leo is the person that I would most consistently go to if I have some sort of like, Oh my God, I saw this about a a Broadway star and I need to tell you about this right now because he knows about that. Mm -hmm. 
And I know that you and the gentleman would definitely appreciate and try to humor me, but you wouldn't get it on the level that I mm-hmm. really appreciate and want. And very similarly, you and the gentleman go to Bunnings and have some sort of like orgasmic hallelujah chorus style entrance when you walk in. And I walk in and it's like um, the end of Price is Right when I do something wrong. Like you all walk in and it's like, hallelujah. And I walk in and it's like, doo, 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 doo. like And for our American listeners, Bunnings is like Home Depot or Lowe's. Yeah, fair enough. Thank you. Uh, and so, it, yeah, yeah. You, you've got different things from different people that make you a better you. And also, uh, you know, the... the I'm going to trademark that, by the way. Okay, that's good. Yeah, but also the hierarchy can often come from things like, obviously, marriage, cohabitation, shared finances, children, parenting responsibilities, things like that, Um, having property or businesses together. Like, there could be a lot of things that, that define this hierarchy. But it's also very valid for that hierarchy to be based upon emotional needs and yes, things like and that. and what makes you healthy. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a good question to ask if you're going into... I think that's a great question. Yeah, is, is, is do you have hierarchy in your relationship? What does your primary relationship look like? Basically, then how can I fit into this? And I don't know if this is on your list, but I think a good question is how healthy is your primary relationship? It's not, but that's a good question. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad <laughs> question. Like, no, it's a good one. Absolutely. I don't think I would have any problem with somebody that... I was going on a first date with asking me how my relationship with you is. Yeah. Yeah. Or how my, what my relationship looks like with my other partners. Mm -hmm. What does it look like? Yeah. Getting an idea as to what the other person's world looked like, looks like is a very good thing. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So the next one I have is, do you have veto agreement with your partners? And I think that's really important. Obviously, if you're going into a relationship with someone is, can one of your other partners veto this? Is there, is there a risk that this may not happen or may not even get off the ground? Because of something, you know, with another partner. Yeah. And that's something that we have very much had in the past. I think we based our relationship upon it. And I think we still do. We don't necessarily define it as severely or as strictly as such. But I think it's more that in the beginning, it was like, if you have a problem with someone, it was almost like no questions asked. Yep, done with that. But now there's more of a conversation around it as to what is yeah. it about that? Is it really a thing? Is it not a thing? Is it something that we need to look at deeper amongst ourselves? I also think that since you and I have been doing this so long and we've been together now for so long that our wants and needs are very parallel. So there's really not a need to flex that veto. Like we both have yeah. it, of course, but I never think to myself, oh, Angela's doing something silly or crazy or that needs to be addressed yeah but i do know that there were times uh especially i'm gonna say after we moved here and we were starting to build our friend circle and meet people and admittedly we were meeting a lot of people in a very short amount of time but we would meet people online or say tender or different places whatever and it might be like no i got a really funny feeling from them i don't i can't define it but i really don't like it and so it's like okay you know then that's that's what it is uh but then sometimes maybe you should be able to quantify what it is about that person and i'm not always the best at verbalizing that and just to answer that to answer to that as well is uh i can remember a few of those times where one of us did that it's like i just didn't like that person Mm. And really, we never came across a, a situation where one of us was like, oh, my God, I really liked that person. And the other one was like, I actually really didn't. So, again, I think that falls into either luck or being just being fortunate in general that what we were looking for, what we are looking for is yeah. very similar. And I think we should both sort of uh, accept that like, 
this we're lucky. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're lucky in fact that what we were often what we are looking for is often similar. Fair enough. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, so then the third question on the list is, do you have relationship agreements that will limit how our relationship is or how the behavior is? So that seems like a negative way to say it is, do you have relationship agreements that will limit our relationship or behavior? But to me, I think the positive flip side of that is what is allowed? Like, how is our yeah. relationship allowed to be? What behavior is allowed? And I think the perfect example is, can we have unprotected sex? Yeah. Like that probably would be near the top of the like, holy shit balls kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at what point do we have unprotected sex? Can we, you know, is there an agreement that, that we can finally hit that means, or um, a level, I guess, that we can finally hit that means we could have unprotected sex? And I think that's a, a mm-hmm. wonderful question. And there's a lot of moving parts in that, that you would have to have conversations both with your partner, with your new partner partners and then their partner partners. So I think it's important to remember that great doors swing on small hinges. But it can also be taken out of the realm of the the sexual relationship even to like when do we see each other? Exactly. Is it are there restrictions on when we can see each other as far as days of the week, times of the week, you know? Can I meet your children? Yeah. Um yeah, all you of know, that. do I meet your parents? Mm-hmm. Do I meet your partner? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of a lot of moving parts. Yeah. And so kind Which of I'm just going to stop it right there and say uh, what I love about conversations like we're having right now and and what our podcast listeners are listening to is so many people see open relationships as oh so y'all just go and fuck on the weekend. No. Like it that both makes me laugh and also makes me cry a little because that just shows that people ha huh, just like going to fucking McDonald's <laughs> they don't understand what they're consuming. They don't understand or don't appreciate the complexities that there is in something. So, you know, the difference between a, uh, a home cooked burger and a McDonald's hamburger, it's quality. And you just assume that realistically on paper, they're the same, but they're not. They're not and yeah. you just don't understand the amount of effort and work that goes into them. It's true. I did it again. Well done. Well done, babe. Okay. This is my podcast, man. I'm, yeah, feeling, yeah. I'm on fuego. Hey. So are there any sexual acts or relationship activities that will be off limits? So again, how does our relationship look? Like yeah. what's allowed and what's not allowed? Yeah. Can we do it reversed pork doggy anal insertion style? I don't know what that is. You know, you can go like a lot simpler with that yeah. because it's any sexual acts slash relationship activities. So can we go have a nice dinner out oh, on the weekend? Fair enough. We could have done that. We could have done that too. But I went for the, what I call the triple D, mm-hmm. double dangerous donut sex. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What does that look like? Describe it. Uh, basically, I'm filling all of your Krispy Kreme holes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, I, I know what you mean. And you're right. Do you, do you only go to the zoo with this partner? Yeah. Uh, do you only... Do anal with this partner. Or, it, it's a yeah. very wide, yeah, uh, a very wide swinging uh, pendulum. Yeah, but it is a good question to ask. Is like, you know, are there things that are can we off- be seen in public together? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, are there things like that that, that are off limits, or like, what is our what does our relationship allow to look? But like? But again, I think that looks go- looks back on safety. You know, like, so you know, do you want to be seen at the, your local coffee shop with both your primary partner and your secondary partner? Yeah. What you know? What does that? That can be a whole heap of problems. Mm. Can we go to church together? No. 
<laughs> Sorry. Ugh. So the next one I think is actually a really good question, not just in this realm, but also if you're looking to date anyone. <laughs> Sorry. Period. No, but just like Jesus, I'll nail you and put you up for the night. Oh my God. Sorry. I'm so sorry. You I'm just going, have all the Easter puns on your brain, don't you? I really do. I really do. Mm-hmm. It's great. Mm-hmm. I got some really great Easter messages sent oh to me God. from our Discord chat. There were so many good ones and so many terribly just, wrong ones. I'm just saying. They they make me feel dirty <laughs> and they somehow please my holes. <laughs> Go ahead. Please. Okay, so this please. is a very good question. I think in general when you're looking to enter a relationship, period. Okay. Is, are my correspondences with you going to be seen by others? Yeah. And in this case, they mean the other ones in their primary relationships or other relationships, the polyamorous relationships. But I think that's a pretty fucking good question when you're looking to date anyone is, is are other people going to see our correspondences? Yeah, for reals. If I send you uh, nudie pictures, are you going to post them on your Facebook? <laughs> no, but. No, because it's not allowed. Right. But, but yeah. are, do you have like, are you going to, yeah. Are, are you going to use this against me? Yeah. Uh, or because also everybody has their own level of of acceptance and privacy and what I'm okay with other people seeing. So while I may be comfortable sending you a message, I may not be comfortable with it being seen by your other partners. Right. Even though you're in a relationship and you trust them and blah, 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 that that should be okay on some level. I may not be okay with it because I'm only expressly sending it to you. Yeah. I mean, I think the question you want to ask yourself is when you send that text to your partner, do you want their partner to see that you want to try Moab this weekend? Mm. Yeah. And, and so I think it is really good to, to know like whether what you're sending them is going to be seen by only them or is there an expectation? And maybe that goes back to one of the agreements that they have with their other partners is that they do see all the correspondences. Cause like we don't have an express agreement that we see all the correspondences with all of our partners. But it does happen because if we're sitting there on the couch and we're on our phones and texting yeah. or whatever, it's just like, oh, what are you, whatever. And and I don't even hesitate to look at your phone. I don't hesitate to look at your phone. You don't hesitate to look no. at my phone. Like, And so it's. I think for us it's assumed that whatever one of us receives will likely be seen by the other. It may not. It may not, period. But it's also very possible yeah. that it will. Yeah. And neither of us have an issue with that. No, not at all. Um, but it is good that our partners know that whatever is sent. That, that's seen. the agreement that we yeah. have. Yes. Yeah. Maybe seen by that. Okay. So the next question. Yes. I'm ready. Is if you have a problem in your existing relationship, will you limit or end things with me? Oh, that goes back to what I was saying. Yeah. And this goes back to the hierarchy. It goes back to like types of issues, the reach of issues. If the issue is amongst the primary relationship and doesn't actually involve you in any way, shape or form, which we've experienced before, yes. then is it going to be too much of a strain on the primary relationship that things are going to end with you? Or if there's a problem with you in and of like yourself, the relationship with you, all of that, is the is it going to be ended without any real conversation or anything happening? So I guess there's all kinds of levels there as to just if there's a problem on some realm in all these relationships, what's going to happen to this specific relationship? Yeah, and I think that's really impo- a good question to ask uh, because you know we've both seen and experienced and maybe even been part of those where when something starts to go south or wrong, we sometimes as humans tend to pull back. And that can also go into what emotional and mental capacities do we as humans have to deal with things as life presents them to us. Yeah. Yeah. It can be, it can be hard. It's in, I often think about like 
our life experiences are only uh, as much as we're willing to put in. And it's effort. It's work. And one relationship is a lot of effort and work. Yeah. And adding relationships, while does take off some of the load a little bit, it also adds more exponentially. And But it also is worth it. Yeah, it's one of those things that you you definitely get out of it more than you put into it. Mm-hmm. But it is a lot that you have to put into it. Where's your food analogy? Um, much like a cake, we put in a lot of random ingredients into our relationships, mix them up, put them in under a lot of heat and that kind of stress and pressure and end up with something that's both delicious, beautiful, and makes us want a little bit more. And then the question is, when you need to go on a diet, do you cut the cake or do you not? You don't. You just eat less of what you, you, you eat better quality ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, like, that's a good question. Do you do you cut out the cake, or do you limit, or does it change, or look, what happens? Fine. Look, so. look, all I'm going to say is fine. Cut out the cake, but fucking talk to the cake first. I'm not saying cut the cake out. No, I know. I'm just saying though, if you if that's if if this is the analogy that we're going okay, for, okay. which isn't bad, like don't just cut out the cake. Don't just suddenly stop. Like the, let the cake sit on the on the <laughs> on the counter and be like, someday my prince will come. Uh, like. Fucking talk to the cake and say, look, cake, I, you know, like, you're valuable and I like you, but I'm going to give you to somebody else because I can't give you the delicious stomach space that you deserve. So I'm going to let you go and get sliced up and, and licked and enjoyed by somebody else. I like that a lot. but Except you- for the slicing up part, because that, that's a, <laughs> you know, be kind of delicious with some fava beans. <laughs> You could also, like you said, limit it. So maybe we have a smaller piece or we have higher quality. So maybe the times we need to talk to cake about it. Yes. But the times we have together are different. But yes, always discuss this with your cake. (laughs) Goddamn. I feel like I'm sort of losing control of my analogy. Um, All right. All right. So the next one. When cake's about to come and you're grabbing its balls, is that then cupcake? Yes, it is. And that leads into the next one. The icing? When there are birthdays, holidays, uh, or special occasions, are you available or are you off limits? What are you, what's your agreement with your other partners? Like, do we get to have some kind of celebration of these things? See, one of the things I love about our relationship and the fucked up nuances that we have is I know you and that if, let's just imagine that you and Leo share a birthday, your solution wouldn't be, no, you have to celebrate it with me. Your solution would be like, why don't we just celebrate it together? And I kind of love that. I think that's great. Uh, I also know from experience that that's not everybody's opinion and not everybody's attitude. So I, my advice on that would be to sort of look, nobody has the same value on things like, Birthdays. I'm just going to take birthdays as as the key example, because anniversaries can be molded and molested to make fit what you want. Really, um, is our anniversary our first date, our first kiss, the first time we had sex? Um, for some of us, like us, it's the exact same day. Um, but then, is our anniversary the day we? decided to become uh, a couple is our anniversary. The first day we started swinging is our anniversary. The day we got married is our anniversary. The first day we tried anal. I think there's a lot of anniversaries that you can really, really stick your finger in. See what I did there? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> sure did. I was I, waiting for that. I saw that look that you just <laughs> shot me. It's like, she's not paying attention. I'll see if she's paying attention, but birthdays are something that 
you can't change. And so I think that some people's value change, you know, it's different. Like I don't fucking care about my birthday. I've never cared about my birthday and you don't really care about your birthday, but we know people who really care about their birthday and their birthday is special and it, it, they need it to be special. And even if you can't share physical space on somebody's birthday, you can still make their day special on that day with things that you can do. Um, whether it's taking the time out to call them or text them or send them flowers or, or send them a cake, uh, there's things that you can do to make it feel special. But again, it's having that conversation and making it known from the beginning and being open about it and not waiting until the last second and being like, oh, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about it before it's a problem, yeah. not when it's a problem. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's kind of a common theme with a lot of these. Yeah. Um, so one of the other very, I would say, really important questions to ask is are you out and open about this relationship or is this a secret thing? Like, is this something that it's okay? Like you said, if we're seen down at the quickie mart together, or if we're seen at a local restaurant or coffee shop together, or is it, no, we need to be a little more careful. Yeah. And both are okay. I don't see a problem with either. I, I kind of like being somebody's dirty little secret. I think there's (laughs) something really sexy about that, but I also respect that, that, that feeling will wear off and will get old. Uh, and at some point you're going to feel like you want to maybe hold hands while walking through the grocery store. And if that person can't or won't, that that could be something that could be difficult for you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's um, I think we with these kind of relationships, you have to have a very realistic and grounded sort of view about what it's going to be. And like you said before, there has to be a lot more communication. about. Yeah, it. you have to talk about it. Fucking yeah. talk about it. This Disney never did has yet to do a polyamorous relationship. <laughs> uh, when they do, then then it'll be easier. But don't expect your relationship to look like a Disney movie mm. or or whatever. Yeah. So the final question on the list, I think it might have actually been two, but I'm going to kind of combine them to one because I think that they go together. Is what is the style of polyamory that you? practice so that goes back to the hierarchical non-hierarchical kitchen table that type of thing and am i expected or do i need to have a good relationship with your partner or partners and what if i can't yeah and so again that kitchen table which i think is kind of how we operate because we like it's not a requirement but we like for all of our partners to get along so that we can do things together because we find it more enjoyable if everybody if we can have a dinner together, if we can go out like we did this weekend, go out to breweries together, yeah. if we can do things together as a group, even if they don't necessarily have the relationship with each other, they don't necessarily have to have sex with each other, but they at least need to be amicable and be able to be in each other's space. Yeah. And so for us, I hadn't really thought about it or defined it before, but I do think we have more of that kind of kitchen table relationship with our partners. And is it a must? Is it a requirement? Probably not, but it is a nice to have. And so I think that's a good question to ask your partners is, do I need to have that relationship with your partner? And what happens if I can't? Is that the end or can we find a solution? So I'm going to say for me personally, it it's, it's interesting because it is sort of, I man, I'm struggling defining this because like I feel like our my my preferential relationship style is both hierarchical but webbed if that makes sense so as an example if somebody new came in uh 
firstly, they would have to get along with you. They would have to. There's, of course, there's not like we would have to feel comfortable going to dinner together. And secondly, I if we had a get together where let's say it was you and I, the gentleman and Leo, and all and going out, if they didn't get along with either of them, then suddenly I would really start questioning that relationship. Um, if either of them said, I actually don't like this person or this person did this and I'm, I, I didn't feel comfortable. Like that person would almost immediately get axed. And so it is, I don't mean it to be hierarchical because I don't like hierarchy. I don't like hierarchy. However, at the same time, I know that the amount of time and, and emotional and uh, energy I've invested in you and in both the gentleman and Leo will far surpass anybody new coming in. Also, you, I'm going to just put a supposition out there. I'm going to guess that you trust my judgment and Leo and the gentleman's judgment on someone else. Absolutely. That if we saw something that threw up a red flag or a yellow flag, that maybe you just didn't see it because of where you are, headspace, emotional, whatever, like from your perspective. And so I think that you would trust us enough to say, okay, maybe this is something I really need to take a second look at. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's happened where people have said to me, do you see this about somebody? And after reflection, I'm like, oh, now I can't miss it. Mm. Uh, and I think that's true of all of us. We all suffer or, or um, what's the opposite of suffer? indulge in in that kind of thing and i think it's important to be aware of that so it's also good though to have those people in your life that you do absolutely trust that if they say something you're like okay i'm going to take a second look at this yeah and a a good example is like you said this past weekend so you know we had two of our i'm going to say primary partners um meeting and not meeting but spending an excessive amount of time that's not at the club with another couple that mm-hmm. we have met recently and it's important for us that all of them get along because if we all don't get along it, it sort of takes some of the fun out of the experience well, and we know that leo and the gentleman get along very well they we, we all share a lot of common interests and it's a lot of fun so that means though that every time we add to it we're adding to the whole and so we want to make sure that anybody we bring in mm-hmm. isn't something that doesn't belong. Yeah. Isn't wildly out of bounds or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Or out of balance. Yeah. 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 Which, and I don't mean that may sound mean, but if it is, then no. I'm happy. I, no, mean. I think it's a good thing. It's something that has to be considered in this, in this lifestyle. And if you're opening things up and if you're, especially i'm gonna say especially if you're going down the poly route which you know not everybody in open relationship does right no not at but all. if you're going down that route then it does make sense that there has to be some level of people getting along on some level and then again the question is if if that can't happen then what happens to these relationships like yeah. is that it or does it then maybe transition from okay now Maybe we're not all kind of kitchen table. We're not going to sit around and have dinner or go to a barbecue together, but maybe we can still kind of have a don't ask, don't tell on the side. And if you're okay with that, then then that's what we're going to do. So it may be that there's these conversations of maybe it's not this, but it's that. Like how do, where do we go from here? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to know where do you stand? Where does your potential partner stand? And where does your potential partner's partner stand? Yeah, so that was basically the end of the list. The world is a grocery store. <laughs> uh-huh. Pick your ingredients well. <laughs> nice. I like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. So is there anything else on your list? No, no, that was it. That was the end. I think it was great. Uh, This podcast, I'm going to be honest, turned out a lot better than I expected it to, but I am now fucking starving. Uh, (laughs) So let's wrap this mother up. So firstly, let, let us thank our wonderful Discord chat group that sort of inspired this episode. Uh, like I said, it turned out better than I expected. I'm really excited by this. I think it's good information. And it's interesting stuff. So if you want to be part of our Discord chat, please support us on patreon.com slash by the by podcast. And uh, yeah, we look forward, definitely look forward to seeing you there. Uh, if you have experiences in your own poly world, message us the atoms of love at gmail.com or on any of our socials. We are at by the by podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. Uh, you can go to our website, which is amazing, um, even though I've only been there once, www.bythebye.com.au. And apparently there's an events page there, so you can uh, check out where we're going to be and what we're going to do and how you can get your own tickets to Pendulum Party. Yes, thank you. May 28th. Yes, May 28th. Any other things that you'd like to say before we wrap up, Angela? Yes, I would like to say thank you to our listeners and thank you to our Discord channel. You are amazing and inspiring. Yes, we love you guys. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 